There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Um, let's talk to Elliot Coburn, who is the Conservative Member of Parliament for Carshalton and Wallington, and uh, he's a former NHS worker as well. Uh, Elliot, good evening. Good evening. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, now, where are you going to spend the recess? Uh, well, I'm going to be getting in contact with my old CCG to see if they need me at all to go back to the NHS and support their efforts. Um, but otherwise, there's been a load of community organisations that have set up locally to help the vulnerable and key workers. Um, mm. So if, uh, if the NHS can survive without me, then I'll be helping them. Um, it's, it's, it's very uh, heartening to see how many people, sort of just short of half a million uh, came forward and said they would like to help. Uh, being a bit of a cynic myself, can we be sure all these people are okay to do these jobs or will they all be checked out beforehand? Well, absolutely. So it's fantastic to see that nearly half a billion people have signed up. But of course, mm. we need to make sure that they're not, um, as a consequence, spreading the virus. Um, exactly. So what, what we are asking people to do is make sure that they are only signing up if they are 100% sure they are fit and well and they haven't been in contact with anyone who has had any of the symptoms, i.e. being asymptomatic, um, so that they can actually be of help to the national effort rather than hinder it by spreading the virus. Hmm. Um, and these, uh, all these, these people who are, are going to offer their services, um, there will be time, do you think, to check them out before they're, they're asked to go and do certain stuff? Yes, I would imagine so, because obviously they need to present and attend um, yeah. to actually pick up um, whatever it is they're supposed to be dispensing. A lot of the volunteers will be helping to dispense medicines and food. Um, and then the people obviously in charge of these centres that they will be going to uh, will be able to make that assessment as well. Um, so hopefully we will see this as a great, almost a Dunkirk spirit kind of national effort rather than making the situation worse. And how long will it take then to get on? everyone reading well i know some people have already had the phone call um some boroughs are moving faster than others it depends really on the resilience of the community organization that has already taken place um but a lot of people um have already had the phone call um and i would imagine that the 400 or thousand people who have already signed up should hopefully be receiving instructions within the next mm. week yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts, by the way? Everybody else is talking about this today, Elliot. What are your thoughts about Prince Charles 
being tested for the virus. A lot of people, I'm, I'm surprised, I must admit, complaining. Why was he tested and other people can't get tested? Well, of course, it's very sad that Prince Charles has um, tested positive for the virus, but he does meet the criteria, and Clarence House did put out a statement clarifying that mm. he was tested under NHS criteria. Um, it wasn't private, and he was tested by the National Health Service in Aberdeenshire. Um, so um, because he falls into the vulnerable category, um, he um, will be one of the 5,000 people a day at the moment who are receiving tests. Um, but we are rapidly ramping up the testing capacity. We expect to hit around 8,000 a day within the next few weeks mm. um, and going up to much, much more than that, you know, 10, 25,000 um, within um, a month or so. So we should see rapid um, expansion of testing happening very soon. Uh, when... and even... Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, when we see each day the figure of people who've died from coronavirus... Um, mm. They haven't all actually died from the virus, have they? Those people already had life-threatening uh, problems. No, and this is an important distinction to make. Um, coronavirus, a bit like winter flu, were the biggest challenge we had in the National Health Service and what was my primary role when I worked there was to um, increase knowledge of winter flu vaccines and things like that, not because the flu itself would kill you, but because of the complications that can um, arise as a result of having it. And it's similar with coronavirus. Um, so coronavirus can develop into something or cause something a lot more deadly, especially for people who are vulnerable or have underlying health conditions. And that the coronavirus attributes to the death by mm. making those conditions worse. It's not necessarily um, the, uh, the reason that people die in and of itself. Because if, if we're, you know, you suddenly say we're going to have, you know, maybe 5,000, 10,000 people a day tested that mm. prove positive for coronavirus, they're not all surely going to die, are they? Well, no. And the advice actually is for a lot of people who have tested positive, they still won't be hospitalised. And that is because they will be able to fight off the virus by themselves um, by self-isolating at home, taking things like paracetamol to alleviate some of the symptoms and their body will naturally fight it off. Some of my own colleagues, um, such as Ben Everett, for example, the MP for Milton mm. Keynes, um, has already gone down with the virus, um, but he has recovered from it in his own home. Um, it depends essentially on your own circumstances, your age, your underlying health conditions, and your autoimmune um, capacity, really. So for a lot of people, this will be a mild to moderate illness and discomfort which you will fight off on your own. But unfortunately, like anything, and like winter flu, it is something that can cause incredible complications and even death in those who are more vulnerable. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Let's talk to our very good friend, uh, Talk Radio's royal correspondent, Mr Rupert Bell. Can you not lick your lips like that quite as loudly? Don't be rude to Rupert. I'm not being rude to Rupert, <laughs> well, I'm being rude to you. Sorry, Rupert, old chap. <laughs> Well, well, I just put my vodka and tonic down, but um, so I, maybe I have been by this. Do you know, I think I might have a gin and tonic when we finish the show. Well, do you have one while we're on? Well, I could have one while uh, we're on, couldn't I, my own? <laughs> anyway, I've got a very nice bottle of pink gin here, Rupert, if you, uh, I don't know whether you like pink gin. Um, I like. I don't like it when it comes pink. I like it actually when it's um, made properly with Angostura bitters. Yeah, now my dad opinion. used to like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. But uh, now that, I don't now, know. You, now you're talking. Yeah. yeah. 
Ash, could you butt out of what oh, is a very serious conversation yeah. of which you will know nothing about? No, because it's like Rupert Wind Down I, Friday. I listen to Wind Down Friday. Rupert quite a lot. and I are both a gentleman, unlike mm. yourself. Mm. Sorry, Rupert. <laughs> well, um, I suppose. Well, I, I I have been noticing the sort of um, have a pop at Prince Charles Brigade. And yeah, um, I, I, I think we've got a yes. There's people saying going to. Well, he could have been in Highgrove. He could have gone to Balmoral. Clearly, he's a man who who can choose where he wants to be. Now, I don't I don't know the timeline as to what the decision was to why he ended up in Balmoral as opposed to being in Highgrove, but presumably there was a decision made. Mm. Um, and clearly it mm. shows that no one is immune to this wretched virus. Should he be um, fleeing and, the capital, though? I mean, shouldn't he be staying? Um, well, I think he was out in Highgrove anyway, so perhaps he wasn't in the capital anyway. And mm. what you've got this problem is, is like members of the royal family don't travel in the same plane together. You know, they're probably, they need people you know, in a way, distancing from them from themselves, um, because obviously, if there is a problem, you know, you've got to limit it. Now, it's supposedly the last time he's seen the Queen was on March the twelfth, yeah. and she is, by all accounts, uh, now she's in Windsor with the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, I'm not, and then obviously Kate and William, mm. you know, where, wherever they are, but yeah. you know, and um, clearly, the, the controversy is: it, should he have had a test? Well, as a future king. I think probably, um, you know, he has to be made sure that he is fine or what he has got. And I, and I, don't, I don't have a, a serious problem with that. Nor do I, and I can't imagine there's so many more important things to worry mm. about than the, the sort of dying embers of republicanism in this country. Well, they tell us not it's... to go to our holiday homes and then they Ash, all go to their Ash, holiday homes. Ash, Ash, button it. I don't want to hear any of I'm your republican what rubbish. I'm just saying what I see. Don't shoot Sorry, the rest well, yeah, but here, here's the thing about the holiday homes. If they are going and they are self-isolating and yep. you are out of London, is that any worse? And is that not better for the individuals? And may, look, I know there's the medical issue. So Prince Charles goes to Balmoral. Clearly, he's going to have access to the very best medical mm. care. But And that, 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 that is a given. And yes, you, you, but why shouldn't he? He's also 71. So he's in the, what is perceived the most mm. dangerous category in terms of age. He's now, quite clearly, healthy, he's though, a fit man. Yeah, he's a fit man. Mm. So, therefore, he is, you know, he's going to have a, a proper, you know, he, he is a healthy 71-year-old. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, he's mm. in the category mm. that needs to be tested. So is he not mm. just like any 70-year-old man who needs to be tested? Mm. So I do think, mm. Mm. you know, the people who are having a pop at him, Maybe just think, right, well, he's just another mm. OAP. When did he last see Harry and Meghan? When, when did he last see them? Um, I don't know when he last saw them, but oh. by all accounts, he's been in contact with them, explaining mm. the situation. But yeah. presumably he, he might have seen them when they were over for that visit towards the beginning of the month. So um, mm. I assume he would have seen them then. And Andrew but, can't be far yeah, Just a minute, Ash. Just Andrew. calm down, Ash. Don't start bringing anything that, that Andrew's no. not involved well, in. Well, he can sweat it out, anymore. can't he, if he yeah. gets it? Yeah, Ash, shut up now. Just be quiet. <laughs> Sorry, Rupert. No, don't be... Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm, yeah. I'm having a lot of trouble with him at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he's being deliberate, isn't he, as yeah, they well, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing how the, the, the news is, is not covering anything else. The other day we are all having, well, I wasn't, but lots of people moaning about Meghan and Harry and how they were behaving and everything else. And, of course, they've just slipped away quietly 
uh, lucky for them. And, uh, and, and then, was it a week before last, there was the rumour about Prince Philip too? Mm. Well, I mean, I'm afraid the, the, the rumours about Prince Philip are just a, an eternal one, as mm. you probably would expect from a 98-year-old man. Now, he's mm. back in Windsor Castle, and I'm sure he has been given every a decent care for any 98-year-old man, and, and hope, you know, clearly he's in a very fortunate position, and clearly he's, he's frail. But these rumours, you know, appear um, on a monthly basis. So um, mm. I think we have to always just take them with a, you know, until something official comes out, never react to these rumours mm. um, because he's he is a 98-year-old man. The Queen is a 93-year-old woman and clearly, but healthy, but clearly vulnerable yep. just because of the age. And, and hopefully um, they are, like all of us, presumably... Uh, trying to self-isolate as much as is practical. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Christine Jardine, good evening to you. Good evening, James. Um, Now, are you on lockdown, Christine? Um, Well, I'm in Edinburgh. And I am doing social distancing. Um, one trip out a day, the shops if necessary, if only if necessary, and just to get some exercise. But keeping keeping the safe distance from people that we've all been asked to keep. I'm still working. I'm working remotely um, from home um, and, you know, answering constituents' concerns, mm. chasing things up for them, getting information out of the government, all of those things that you would expect us to be doing in this, just not from the office. Yeah, um, I think it's a it's a good idea. In fact, shows that Parliament could work quite well without all of them congregating there in one place for so much time. Well, I don't know about that. I think we we'll, we will certainly learn some lessons in this. And there are some things we can look at, and in these circumstances, we should look at remote working more, obviously. But there are some things which, once Parliament's back, there are things like committee meetings. You can do them remotely some of the time. Yes, mm. but we have. You know, people who come to visit us, constituents who come to Parliament to see us. We have um, organisations who want to talk to us who are in Parliament. There are meetings with ministers. There are meetings um, with uh, cross-party groups that are much easier if you are all there. Now, this is not an ideal situation for anyone. And we are, should be working remotely as everyone does. And I think in a lot of sectors, in a lot of industries, remote working will seem less of an issue once this is over. Um, I've got two or three conference calls a day using Zoom at the moment, um, and that or Skype, and that's the sort of thing that I think we will see people doing more and more once the crisis has passed. Um, they'll appreciate that you don't have to fly four or 500 miles a day to, to go to yeah. a conference and then come back. You can do it remotely, and it'll be good for the planet. Yeah. One has to look for every silver lining in this one possibly can, James. Well, I think, you know... Quite, quite a cloud. Yeah, I think that was uh, quite amazing, the way the pollution has actually cleared up. They did a, um, um, a report on it, I think, last week, mm-hmm. and it, it's cleared up in- enormously, the, the sort of uh, air pollution around the world where everybody yeah. has been sort of staying away. Um, the Lib Dems have been quite quiet since this happened. Is this because you haven't really got a, a new leader yet or what? No, this is simply because the 
the nation's attention, the media's attention, has quite rightly been focused on how we deal with this. And there's no real division amongst politicians. We are all trying to work together as best we can. Well, Jeremy Corbyn seems to be uh, annoyed about almost everything. Um, I can't speak for Jeremy Corbyn. I know that (laughs) our attitude is that, yes, there are things that we wish had been done sooner. There are um, specific um, things that we want more information from the government on. Um, Self-employed, for example, a citizen's income. Uh, a three-month break for, on all business taxes. These are things that we're we're talking to the government about and we're pushing them for. But you know what? We've all got a you know a big problem, and it's not a time for party politics. Mm. It's a time no, for I agree. Together. Yeah, and I if, agree. If we've been quiet, that would be why. It's because you know, for me and for my party, we believe that the national interest has to come first in this, and that's what we're focusing on. Are you delaying choosing a leader because of this or not? Um, that will be my decision. But I think that that's what I would like to happen. I would like us to to not do it, but, you know, it won't be my decision and there'll mm. be lots of factors taken into account. But I really think that we have bigger issues at the moment to, to be looking at. Not just the MPs or the MSPs in Scotland or assembly members in Wales or um, assembly members in London and councillors throughout the country, we should all be working to provide the best possible service we can, Mm. the best support for the NHS, to help people out who are going through a crisis now, an economic crisis, not of their making or anybody's making. Um, Mm. And we should be looking for steps from the government to support the self-employed. People are going to lose their jobs in this. Businesses who are facing going going bust through no fault of their own, airports, um, the railways, all of that. We should be looking at that. That's where our attention should be. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. So was it really necessary to uh, chew while I was speaking? I was wiping, actually. I was the, you know... I don't want to know. Please. No, I was just cleaning the desk. You never hear of yeah. Lord Grossman anymore, do you? Lloyd, Lloyd. Lord, isn't it? L- no, Lloyd. Lord Grossman. Lord Grossman. Let's go Lloyd. through the keyhole. Let's hope we get through this thing and out the other side uh, sooner rather than uh, longer. Sooner rather than longer, is that right? Uh, Later. Later, that's right, yeah. Imagine if the Queen quotes it and we haven't got anyone lined up. Well, we have got a line, haven't we? We've got William and George, and then if they go, we've got Harry. That would be a problem. I'm going to ask you outside, actually, if you're not careful. What, the Kent? I'm not coming all the way down there. No, no, back to back, ten paces. Yeah, six feet, isn't it? It's two metres that you've got to keep apart. Did I ever tell you my Blondie story? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, okay. No, you told us thanks. Now, so what's the next thing we do? No, 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 go on. Tell me what the no, story No, yeah, you tell you and um, what's his name. So, anyway. What is that brilliant star in the sky, Ash, that's been there for about three or four days? What is The it, sun. Darling? I think it's Venus. Yeah, Venus, that, yeah. Mm. Mm. Let's make love. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson. And me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. 
Catch new episodes of Howard Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.